On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we bring you Love After Lockup, The Witch Edition. And Sam has to tussle with some thick, with two C's, thick-ass ropes. Happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Let's do this. Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. Happy Halloween. It is spooky season all year here. However, we are close to the calendar date that we forever will celebrate as Halloween. And I'm sad because that means Halloween's a week away. I know. It's going to be over soon. Less I. Less I. Um... Yeah, so this week we're going to talk about Season 5, Episode 12, Swap Meat, spelt M-E-A-T, to be clear. We're not going to be going and looking at car parts and or shitty antiques um, in Cannes. We could. I mean, that is something that we both have done, but probably will not be doing it on this episode. No, no, this episode is not about that. That's all I want to make clear. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so how are you this week? This week I am good. I am embracing the Halloween spirit as much as I can watching as many horror movies and there's some, some new ones out and some that were great and some that I'm still pondering the, oh, fuck my life. What was the name? Um, Harvey from what we do in the shadows he has a horror movie out something about character uh the oh i know you're talking about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the new one on comedy central on comedy Um, central and and it is called um (laughs) it's not coming up on my search either god damn it how is it now son of a bitch um there it is this is the worst yeah. This is it's such great, not such showing great up entertainment. On IMDb. So there we go. It's something so, about like the cast of characters or the guests or whatever. So yeah. Harvey, what is his last name? Gulliam yeah. Jew. My Mariposa. I love him so much. Do, do, do. Oh. Ah. Oh. Tape it in later. Uh, that's a really great picture of him with a teddy bear because I know he had that in there. Oh, okay. So maybe this episode will have it. He's a, oh man, Harvey. He's Curse got friends. a teddy bear. <clears throat> Curse friends. He's there is a picture of Harvey with a Care Bear and a pink telephone hanging on the line. He's in a little bralette and oh. he's got like a risky business shirt over that open. Okay. Oh my! He's getting a little, getting a little fresh oh. and flirty. Harvey. So, uh, yeah, so I watched that and uh, other things of the sort. Nothing was very memorable. I mean, everything was fine. We haven't watched any of it. I mean, or any of the anything like specifically Halloween other than watching the Adams Family 2, the animated one, um, which is super fun. I hadn't seen it. And then, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they're... No, that's not halloween Nope, other than that, just... Hey, so that means I, I very successfully sat on the couch most of this weekend, which is what I wanted to do, and I'm, I'm very proud of myself for doing it. Good. Yeah, I, uh, I do want to see the Hocus Pocus 2 movie, which I have not yet watched. I know I need to. And um, I, I still am intrigued enough that I'm going to have to power through the monsters, despite the mixed reviews. I'm going to I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a go. At least you've got to sit through it until you get to Lily Munster's wedding. See, I know. Because it is nothing the else dream. Toy costumes. It is visually stunning. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have, have a project. Through. Have a project that you're working on. <laughs> Something to distract. Something to distract you. Besides just sitting there going, What? Well. I don't understand what is happening. I also rewatched Love and Thunder because it's just so good. It is so good. So well yeah, we've been we've been kind of just doing a lot of stuff around the house too. We uh did manage to um go see um forty nine Winchester uh they call himself Appalachian Soul, but it's kind of in that alt country vein kind of thing with soul vibes. We went and saw that show this past weekend. I debuted my cowboy hat project that I've been working on for a hot minute. So it's, it's a cowboy hat. I put a lot of rhinestones on. I'm very proud of it. It's it's, um, it's a work of art. It should be in a museum. It's spectacular. Diana has a new skill. So she makes rhinestone fringes. She makes rhinestone hats. Mm-hmm. You can buy this in her Etsy store available no. here. No. no Look, eventually store. you'll have an Etsy store that no. we can go back and I'll just put that in. <laughs> That's so stressful. It's like when I was trying to sell my candles. I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to. You just have to do it. You would have outside. to do a custom order. Oh, yeah. For this. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that you can be and then like tour. You could just do that for like the top celebrities. Oh yeah, that's what I'll do. But special order only, customs only. Yeah, and then now we're on the countdown because this weekend we're going to a concert. Yeah, it's the Misfits and Distillers. Distillers getting back together. Yeah. I did watch some terrible, I tried to watch some, this interview with Brody that was on YouTube because I was like, someone make her biopic, 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 whatever. Fuck you say that. I want, I want her made for TV movie, but I was like, okay, here's an interview with her. And the interview was so bad that I couldn't watch it because the person who was interviewing her was that horrible. Like I I couldn't even finish it. It was like, oh, he should be sued for being very inappropriate. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked for both, for all three, I mean, all three bands, honestly. So yeah, we'll be hitting that show up in Dallas. It'll be a good time. It's Halloween weekend, but yeah, that's about all going on in our world. I think right now. Yep. And then, then it's time for actual Halloween and yes. I got my stuff for my costume, which I may yes. just wear at home. I may wear going out. I don't know. I'm just excited to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Costume. Same here. That's all right parts and pieces maybe i'll get a sneak peek mm-hmm. oh maybe maybe oh, you already did who knows yes so <laughs> for those of you on the audio podcast diana is sporting a very lovely pair of wire framed demon horns devil horns or just horns in general and oh, but they kind of blend in with the background, so you forget about them. And then every once in a while, like they'll flash in. So it's like there's a special effect of like Diana with blinking 
demon oh horns. It's like they're there, then they're not. They're not there again. Yeah. So let's um, talk about some demons in this very stupid episode. Swap me. <laughs> so Liz told me this episode was stupid, but it's fun. And I think that's actually a really great way to describe it. Stupid, but fun. So and important. I, I'm and not mad at it. However, no. would I choose to watch this episode of my own accord? No. Perhaps not. And there's some reasons that we shall get into. So this was episode 12. So midway through the season, it first aired January 28th, 2010. It was directed by Bob Singer. So we have that going for it. So that's probably also why it's watchable and fun, even if it's stupid. And <laughs> so the teleplay is credited to Julie Siege. And there's a number of people who uh, got story credits on this. And one I thought was interesting was Rebecca Dessertine. Sorry if I butcher your name, but or Desert. I'm, I don't know, whatever. So she was a co-author with Peter Johnson of Rising Sun, which was the second series of Supernatural comments. And she also co-authored Supernatural War of the Suns. And according to Supernatural Wiki, this was her first episode of Supernatural, and they're correct. It was her also the, her only SPN credit. At the time, she was executive assistant to Eric Kripke. And hmm. so when she pitched the story, to him so i'm pretty sure she became a social worker which is kind of interesting hmm. and the nice. other person who has credit on here is harvey fetter f-e-d-o-r-o-r and i'm really kind of curious what he contributed because he's a key grip that's like what he does professionally so um, but I didn't see anywhere on the production notes like what he did. But that's kind of cool. Like he grip got a story credit. So yeah. like, would you would were you just like bullshitting with heart like with Eric? Like, I don't know. So yeah. yeah. So that is the background on this. And so we're gonna go start off in one of our favorite places, which is a bar. Yeah, at the bar, and there is a nice looking approximately middle-aged woman i would i mean i'm just making up a word really i mean i don't even know what that word means anymore because i am one of them kind of cougar-y looking a little bit yeah, maybe blonde, but yes who, who a blonde a blonde woman alone at the bar that is obviously looking for something looking and, for something and and she's had a few somethings before in her life it looks yeah, like this is not not her first rodeo um, she's ridden many rodeos many <laughs> many rodeos it's not a bad thing i'm just saying no no uh and we get um sam walks up to the bar and is incredibly awkward like asking for the barkeep and orders a fucking banana daiquiri you which is just weird i mean like yeah i'll drink a banana daiquiri when i'm like on the beach but it's just an odd random thing i just i don't does it taste like a pina colada with banana in it because then I would drink that, but a banana daiquiri sounds disgusting. What he was drinking was obviously like the shitty American version of like a pina colada with banana in it. Where, whereas like an actual banana daiquiri, if it was a true daiquiri, would be like a really nice rum drink with possibly some little bit of banana infusion to it. Ew. Why are you <laughs> ruining your rum with some banana? 
Unless know. it's like, you know, I like bananas well enough. Or like the, the that crazy like milkshake situation where it's like bananas and peanut butter and rum and ice cream and then but I, I want that. That's happening. That sounds think, like way better than whatever he did, ordered. Did you just make that drink up? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure we've had that in Belize. Oh, okay. Oh, we did, didn't we? <laughs> it's like a monkey something, or I don't know. We had, it's like something to do with something, a yeah. monkey. I don't know. It's oh. a, a, in a. Oh man, I've just been really craving being in a in a hut on, on, a, beach. on a beach somewhere. Yeah, Jones and for it. Really, really want to be on a beach. The banana daiquiri is not helping. Nope. 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 It's making me twitch a little bit. All right. So Uh, the straw sucker introduces herself uh, as Crystal. Crystal. And my note right here also says, not going to lie, Crystal seems like a pro. And Mm -hmm. by pro, I mean that Sam should be paying her afterwards. Correct. That is the impression one gets. And she uh, and and she introduces herself to Sam, but Sam introduces himself as Gary, which is weird. But also, like they use aliases sometimes, so you're like, okay, he's acting real weird. But hmm. And she's just super complimentary, and he like is all like, yeah, I know, I'm good looking, kind of thing. It's real fucking awkward. And um, she he says he's having the best night ever, and she offers to make it better, and takes has to like. Spell it out for him. She wants to fuck. Yes. Yes. She does not, however, say, you know, I would like to fuck you. But, um, well. and then Gary wants to know if they are talking about sex. Yeah. And says, Crystal, I would love to have the sex with you. Which, by the way, it was not supposed to have the the in it. Was just supposed to be Crystal. I would love to have sex with you. And Jared Padalecki put the the in. And I think wise yeah chef's kiss chef's kiss um so and sam we all know sam can be slightly awkward on occasion this is definitely next level awkward for sam then we see in the mirror a reflection and it's not sam it's some fucking kid what oh no who is that where's sam what's going on all right so we get uh, we cut and we go to the uh, um the three thirty six hours earlier in Houstonic. What is this? What is the name of this? I believe it is Houstonic. 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 Stupid name for a town. It I don't is. Care if you're offended? And- nobody lives there. No, people do live there. It is a real town in the Berkshires. Is like a thousand people live there. It used to be a mill town. But then, of course, they all closed, so the area went to shit. It seemed like a revival of late, like people being like, "Oh, here's my art gallery," and of course, but the average income there is under thirty six thousand dollars. Oh wow! Yikes. Okay, in so you yeah. don't want to be in Houstonic, but this actually looks like a very cute suburb. It looks like a very lovely little town. I'm just talking shit about the name of it. Um, so we show our um the uh our winchester brothers with baby they pull up and they are meeting with a woman named donna and her daughter katie ends up donna was their babysitter when they were young when dad john would just drop them off with her for up to two weeks at a time at the hotel she worked at when he went on to go do jobs john winchester was a shitty father (laughs) 
what? We've never addressed that. Anyway, so. Well, and the, what's worse, though, is, you know, she didn't work there. She was the daughter of the, I believe, the daughter of, like, the, it was, like, the owner's kid. And just, like, yeah. hey, I mean, but whatever. Like, it was the 70s and 80s, and that was fine. Donna can watch your kid in your motel. Sure. Sure. Have a beer. And um, she just went, talked about how. You know, he, he loved all real a whole lot, but you know, he'd have to go do his job and they didn't, and she didn't really believe what his job was at first, but over time she did come to believe it because he was an expert at getting rid of ghosts specifically. And interesting that Sam would tell her. So yeah. obviously they had a very close relationship if right. Sam was, was telling her. And she hasn't seen them since the summer before sixth grade, but somehow knows how to get a hold of them. I just want to file that away for you. Everybody has the emergency John Winchester phone number. Oh, okay. It's like 1-800-CALL-JOHN or something. <laughs> anyway, so apparently they called because they started hearing bumps and other weird things in their house. And then their, her daughter, who's like a tween, like what, like 12, 13-year-old girl, probably something like that. 12, <laughs> sure. I don't know, stands up and um, she has murdered child carved in her stomach. Just got a little rocker going on. <laughs> Just like, oh Murder man, you know, that is that is hardcore, Katie. Man, way to right? go! Like, man, and like you just carved that shit in your stomach. Oh. Fuck yeah, girl. Well, anyway, Ugh. so that sounds like oh no, poltergeist. Ah, yep. Obviously, I gotta get rid of the poltergeist. So, so where do you go to get ready to research this poltergeist? You go to Patriot Burger. Ooh, Patriot Burger. That is a that is a lovely establishment. I appreciate all of your outfits, all of your yes. flags, yes. and your food. Yes. Because Being- I really need to stop watching the show while I'm hungry. I, at some <laughs> point, like, I'll, I forget what point through this. Like, I had to, like, stop watching this. Uh, oh, no, no, go on. I, yeah, I did have to stop. I had to stop watching this to order DoorDash, by the way, at some point. That's hilarious. So. Dean's got his, you know, burger stacked with a bunch of bacon and stuff. Fries. Oh, pay, with- pay tribute to this glorious okay. menu you, item. You, you, you can't. You can share. You can, Go for it. It's Go a it. bacon burger turbo with a large chili cheese fry and a health quake salad, which, by the way, Sam does dump a ton of ranch on. So uh, my notes on this is like that I would order this in DoorDash, like get the get the salad and then get the burger. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll be healthy. I will also eat the salad with right. the burger. With but inevitably the salad just goes in the fridge and then it just is in the fridge until it goes in the yeah. trash. Sometimes I eat it, but usually that's that's where that salad goes to die. But no. Yeah. So he's got the the this the salad shaker thingy. And um I noticed, though, at this point, after they get their food, that the kid working at the counter at Patriot Burger is definitely the same young man we saw in the mirror when we thought it was Sam at the bar. And he is intently watching. He's eye fucking them. He's eye fucking them. them. Yeah, for sure. To the point where they would have noticed. You would notice them. I'd be like, why is that fucking good ass kid staring at me? Like, I know we're good looking, but. Actually, I think everybody would stare at them, right? Like, not even if if they weren't famous. If just a person that looked like Jared Padalecki and a person that looked like Jensen Ackles were sitting, like, across from each other eating food, I think everybody would be like, what? 
They'd get looks. I don't know if it'd be that much, but they'd get looks for sure. Anyway, so um, Sam makes a crack about how Dean still has the hots for the babysitter. I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. Especially since she's got like a wife and kids and a family. Uh, anyways, and so but that's like, that's, yeah, that's more of what I think Dean has the hots for. It's the right. wife and the kids and the family because he asked Sam if that's you. Know, do you want that yeah. life? Do you want the wife and the rugrats? And I think that's partially what Dean is like, just like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, it's not about the babysitter, it's about the life. And it's not, and that's not a knock on Donna. She's a lovely lady, but that's not yeah, what it's Donna's, about. Donna's smoking hot, but yeah. And Sam said, but Sam's response is not anymore. Like he's not interested in that anymore. He used to be. Um, and he looks kind of bitter when he says it too. It's just like, "Mm." and he just wants to pivot to talking about research. He don't want to talk about it. So he figured out that the house that, that Donna and her family are in is an old house. It was owned by Isaiah Pickett, who was believed to have hung a witch in the back. Uh, and her name was Maggie Briggs. Oh, Maggie Briggs. And so. Dean's just very excited. He's like, oh, angry witch. That sounds great. Well, yeah. sadly, Maggie Briggs was made up. Although, although there was a Maggie Briggs in 2014 who got assaulted by teenagers in South Yorkshire, which does sort of tie into this week's lore, which is where we're going. Early time for some more. So we have a story about a poltergeist, Woo. or maybe a witch, Woo. or maybe just the Italian justice system doing a woman wrong. They've never done that before. What? 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 All right. So we're going to boop a little bit, but not too far back. We are going back to the summer of July, 1982. And we're going to start off in Aberdeen, Scotland with a young 20 year old Scottish last named Carol Compton. She has been dating an Italian soldier named Marco. They've been dating for about three years. And so when he gets called back to Italy for service, I don't know what the surface thing that just came out of my mouth was. That was exciting. All right. So Italy for service, they decide, hey, we have been dating long enough. Let's go together. Let's, so they, they get engaged. And yeah. so they both go to Italy. She needs a job, though, right? So she decides to become a nanny, which is a, a, a thing lots of young ladies you know do at the time and still. And she goes to work for a family named the Ricci's. No relation to Christina Ricci that I'm aware of, but she does seem to have a pretty good gig. It's basically her looking after a two-year-old kid named Emmanuel at the Ricci Villa in the northern town, Italy town of Borzano. And She's not even the only help there. There are two maids, also the kid's grandparents. And he's got like a mom. I think there's a dad, but he doesn't really come into the story that much. And the mom's like off shopping a lot. Like, so like this first instance that happens at Virici Villa in Bolzano. Also, by the way, I did watch this right after I didn't watch this. I started getting, started researching this after I was watching the new Netflix documentary about the Vatican girl 
and it's a stupid documentary like it's, it jumps all over the place and like i'm still like in part four and there's like been like at first you're like ooh, like this theory and this theory and then there's like seventeen thousand theories and none of them are real and i don't know like somehow it's like sometimes it's like russia sometimes it's the kg you know the kgb is doing it sometimes it's witches i don't know so i was kind of mad at italy when i wrote this so i apologize if any of this stuff comes off irate to italy so anyways so carol is at the villa and one of the maids is coming back from the town's holiday festival which you've never been to a holiday market in europe i said drop everything and go this christmas because they're amazing so she comes back and she's probably had a little bit of whatever Italians drink for Glühwein and found the villa is on fire. And Carol is just standing outside and she's holding a manual and she's just staring at the fire. That's concerning. She's not calling anybody or warning anybody because huh. there's people inside. She's just holding oh. a manual, staring at the fire. Yeah, that's not concerning at all. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Mm-mm. So... The family then, after this happens, they're just like, okay, that was a weird thing that happened. Let's go stay at some friend's house up the street. And the senora, who had been shopping in Paris, because that's what senoras who have villas do, comes right. back and comes with them. And then, like, while they're at their friend's house, two more fires started. And they're like, huh. Carol, huh. we're going to say Arrivederci. And, you know, so Carol, at she may not have been that happy and she may not have been that happy before she even got to Italy. So when she was in Aberdeen, like she had a run of bad luck and things just kind of like things like that are electrical. They just would break around her. They just wouldn't, wouldn't work right. And when she's supposed to be in Rome, she is now in Northern Italy. So she's nowhere near Marco and, or however she would say that in her Scottish accent, because she's not Italian, but she you know so she's apparently she's crying every night and she's writing him letters and so but and these fires keep happening so they're like yeah peace out carol like we're this is not a good fit so yeah it's kind of like that scene in adam's family values where they start going through the the nannies until they get to debbie this Mm -hmm. is kind of what's happening here except the reverse so she goes into another family like within like a couple of days and this time she's going to the islands of elba she was able to get that recommendation i'm impressed go go her People just don't care, I guess, or I don't know. They just, they're like, bye. And so they're just, I think the the agency was like, you know, sometimes you're just not, people aren't good fits. And this was just not a good, a good fit. And so she has another family and this time she has a three-year-old named. Okay. So this is an, you've been to Italy. I don't know how you would guess saying this. It's A-G-N-E-S-E. Agnesi. Agnesa. And yes, and yesy, and yesa, and yeah. Let's just call her Aggie. Sure, go for it. Bring up. Sorry, your name is Aggie now. Uh, Aggie. I can't even make that sound Italian. So, uh, so this family though is also on holiday, and they are at the house of that three-year-old's grandparents. Right. So again, a lot of family is there. Like, oh man, you guys are great. Like you have all this help, and you get a nanny. Fuck, man. Right. So she is there. And not even two days have gone by and a fire breaks out. Okay. 
this is getting a little little sus a little, little, little sus, sus right little sus and this time it's pretty bad because the baby was right by the fire so they were like in a bedroom and the baby toddler was on a bed and so carol had pushed a cot up next to it so in case the baby rolled off that it wouldn't roll on the floor and die that it would roll onto the cot and then i guess it could roll on the, off the cot and then on the floor but whatever uh, it would take a while to to, right. to make that traverse down to the floor but so the cot is what caught fire not the those aren't particularly like things that combust typically i mean is it flammable sure but it's not like something yeah. we're like oh that's just and, on fire. and once again carol just kind of stood there and, and looked at it huh oops that's not the yeah, that's like a no and i just don't want to if the thought of like coming up and just seeing somebody staring at a fire Probably not great. Not good. No, so not. the grandfather comes running in and he picks up the cotton. He throws it out the window. I'm assuming onto some cobblestone street because it's Italy, right? So it probably like falls on somebody and they catch on fire. But that, that yeah. we don't know what happens after the cot goes out the window, except that the grandmother basically chases Carol down to the basement screaming, it was you. It was you. And then the oh. family calls the cops. Okay. And Carol was arrested. Okay. And she was charged with arson and attempted murder. She sent a telegram to her parents that said, quote, in jail, Livorno, Italy, supposed to set fire to child's cop intending to kill her. Telephone Marco quickly. Can you imagine being her parents and getting that? that what the fuck quite, telegram? Quite a telegram to receive. I would imagine there was like multiple back and forth of like, wait, is that caught to wait? There's she was trying to kill a baby. What the so, fuck? So and then, and sadly for her, Marco is like, I don't even have she Carol, and he is I'm, out. I'm, he I'm is out. out. Yeah, which is also kind of what an asshole. I did look that up in Italian. That's a stronzo. So he was a stronzo. There are many fun Italian curse words, a highly in, in Italian phrases, most of which had involved balls or sitting on dicks or dogs' dicks or other things. For a fun afternoon, go look up Italian curse words. They're great. Noted. So newspapers it's an expressive expressive culture it is a very expressive culture so newspapers all over the world start picking this up and they start reporting on it the girl they called a witch because the uh the sacchini grandmother she starts telling reporters that carol has magical powers and is starting the fires with her mind Ooh. Okay. yep yep so and the judge says oh witch hmm but Maybe she crazy. So he was hold bail until she's examined by a psychiatrist, which is not a good thing because basically that means you're stuck there until the Italian justice system decides to have psychiatrists. It's not good. I mean, it is. I don't, I don't want to like brag on other countries things and not, especially when I would, I mean, it's always fair to say that our country is not perfect. Oh, we're doing terrible things but, with our justice system right now. But, but, no. this, but I would yeah. say that there is a lot fewer rights in the Italian justice system and they are kind of known for 
Well, especially, you know, she go listen to the Amanda, all the Amanda Knox oh, stuff. That's what I know. Oh, I know. It's, oh, I've, I've listened the, to her. Oh, so much I've listened to her. So her talk, I've seen her, heard her interviewed a few times. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's wild. Like they don't, they, they can hold you for what, for as long as they for want. Long, for long. With, regardless yeah. of what charges or anything. It's wild. Right. And so, and the lawyer that she's been assigned doesn't speak English very well. Her oh, family helpful. is very not helpful. And her family does raise some money to get her a lawyer that speaks both Italian and I don't know if he spoke Scottish, but he was British. So, I mean, you know, so at least closer. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. That's, you know, but uh, so the Ricci's though, they like, after hearing about this, they're like, Oh, 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 she burns stuff too. She burns stuff too. So she gets charged with arson in Bolzano. So she's like going like now both jails, whatever. And, The parapsychology community started getting interested in this because it sounded like a poltergeist to them. And a lot of experts came came forward and offered to help. Even the foremost authority on poltergeist phenomenon, Dr. Hans Binder. And he visited That's her. That's a great name. He is. Especially for a poltergeist expert. Oh, I'm going to do what Diana. I texted her that I, I, I was going to attempt this name. So... Dr. Hans Binder, who was the world's foremost authority in poltergeist phenomena, was the founder of the Institute für Gresgebiete der Psychologie und Psychohygiene. Nope, nope, that's Italian. That is not German. Institute for Greg. Nope, I nope. I said I was going to the brain. You got Italian on the brain. Yeah, Institute for. Grenzgen Biete der Psychology und Psychohygiene, which basically is the Institute for Parapsychology that still exists in Germany. It's pretty cool. They do all really? sorts of stuff there. Yeah, they have like all sorts of like things about like what happens to your brain when you meditate, and then other things where they've been doing ghost investigations for since the 60s, since Dr. Hans Binder ha, uh, he started. So he goes to prison. He's like, Carol. You're doing this through psychokinetic exteriorization. And she is like, what the fuck is that? Because I don't know those words. And he is like, it means you got a poltergeist. You're you're psychic. And she's like, nope. No, thank you. They're already calling me a witch. I am not psychic. Get the fuck out of my cell. So she's just, uh, this is, you know, she's like, I'm not feeding a poltergeist. This is, I don't know what you're talking about. Is this like a t- Tamagotchi? Do I have to feed this motherfucker on a schedule? Is it gonna beep at me? I'm gonna. Is it gonna die? Oh, man, you like, poor culture guys. <laughs> sorry, you said I'd have to, I'm not gonna feed this. This where my brain went. I'm sorry. So it's like a pet. Yeah. So finally, in December of eight, 1983, not 18, 1983. A big hair time still. Carol's trial in Elba finally starts in Livornia. And but it's taken so long that Carol is out of money, so she's lost her lawyer that speaks English. And so, also of note, they point out which is kind of cool the courthouse used to be a chapel, so it's like we're trying this witch in this giant church. Yeah, not shocking, not shocking, maybe also not a great look for Italy. And to make things, I'm sure it was beautiful. Oh, but. it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. <laughs> but at the same time, we're like, we're, we're we're trying a witch here. And even if we're not saying she's a witch, we're kind we're of saying, saying she's, a she's a witch. And to really say that, that at, like right when like the trial is about to start and everything quiets down, 
all of a sudden the doors just like come open and this little old Italian lady named Ciara Lobina comes and she's like all in black and she's got a crucifix. Of course she does. And she's just running towards Carol. And I would also like to point out that Carol at this point is in a cage because what the fuck Italy? What the actual fuck? She was in a cage. I feel like the optics on this are not great. No, no, it's not. And also, though, can you imagine, like, you're in a cage and this little tiny Italian grandmother is, like, running at you with a crucifix? Oh, my gosh. Like, what drugs have I been smoking? Or I forgot what they said in this episode. The, have, have I been smoking the drugs? Smoking the drugs. Uh, so she apparently, though, uh, she the little old lady gets taken out. And she told the press that she was just thought that Carol and her mom were possessed by an 18th century witch and they're innocent and didn't realize it and she just wanted to touch them to get rid of the the scottish it was a scottish wish too so but they both both carol and her mom and her mother and her mother were possessed and i asked like i said when i was in scotland i asked those 18th century witches if they wanted to come with me no too good to come here but you're good enough to go and carol yeah carol the nanny the fuck man so rude the judge does so the little lady is taken out and the judge does let carol out of her cage and lets her sit at a table like a human being thank you judge wasn't that nice and people testify against her although none can say that they actually saw her start a fire just that she was by them right and but senora ricci comes and she wants to testify and she has shit to say so apparently her grandson told her that it burned when Carol touched him. It had burned, no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but also uh, her maid had told her that the Scottish nanny had the devil inside of her because religious paintings would just fall off the wall whenever she was near and other shit like she was just like a cat like things were like falling off tables every time like she walked by and also the electric meter would just like spin around when she was there your bill would be fucked right can you imagine like my electric company because of all the shit that's happened in texas started making me videos for when my electric bill is like higher or lower i get this like weird robotic video that's like dear waddell family household your bill is higher these are some of the reasons why it may be higher and then it like goes to like air conditioning and like just all that shit i just imagine like her getting a video like your bill was higher it may be because of poltergeist (laughs) (laughs) or witchcraft (laughs) demonic powers satan god please send that out on halloween come on pertinalis ledger company counting on you i don't think they're gonna do that so, and like we said, uh, oh, oh, maybe I didn't say, but the, the fires themselves, a forensic expert came forward to testify about them. And he said that they were super weird and that mattresses, like, 
they only burned on the surface and they both burned on the same spot, like at the different times, right? They're both on there and the burn marks could have been caused by a hot iron, but not by a cigarette liar or a match or any other kind of flames. And they burn down, which is not something fire does. Right. And he said in my 45 years experience of this kind of investigation, I have never seen such fires. They were created by an intense heat, but not a flame and all of the fires, the fires moved down downward rather than up i have no explanation weird huh right yeah so they also called in the psychiatrist who interviewed her while she was in prison and according to them carol was they're kind of dicks they're like well she's below average intelligence with an abnormal personality with psychopathic tendencies and they said you know carol wanted to be in rome with marco so she created the witchcraft atmosphere for her own amusement and dr bertuccine told the court carol has a naughty personality we have no evidence that carol is a pyromaniac i'm very curious i'm assuming they said that in italian so i'd like to know what the italian i did not look at what the italian word for naughty was but uh i have to say pyromaniac but yeah that one too naughty well would pyromaniac just be pyromaniac or would it be pyromaniac oh i i have no idea oh sorry italy all right so in the end uh the jury found carol not guilty of murder but guilty of two charges of arson and one of fire raising whatever the fuck that is like i don't even the fuck is fire raising i I don't know uh she was given time served and because she spent at this time by this point she had spent 501 days in prison and they're like okay you can go and just so go back to fucking scotland and don't stay go here. back to scotland don't come back and the court did release a report about why they came to this verdict and they said that carol was suffering from pathological nostalgia whatever the fuck that is like what the fuck and you just made that word up you made those words up those are not things that is not a thing so and they were just like no she started the fires because she wanted the families to leave their vacation home so she could go back to rome so she could be with marco and they said that she started the fires with alcohol and that's why you couldn't see there that's why they did what they did but they never proved that they never did ah, so that's that's what Weird. the court said weird right so carol goes back home to aberdeen and even though Marco broke her heart, that's Stronzo. Uh, she married a new guy. She married Jaru Fazal, who had written to her in prison. So we had a love after lockup Ooh, story. Yeah. We do. Crossover. Crossover to love after lockup. And as of 2004, which is a while ago, but that's the last thing I saw about them, they were happily living in West Yorkshire with three children. She wrote a book about her experience called Superstition, the true story of the nanny they called a witch. And in 2001, it became a movie called Superstition. And that actually won a couple of film fest awards. So good for them. Oh, yeah. And it was the story of the vulture guys, the witch. Sorry, Italy. So sorry. It's a a lovely country with lovely people. And I want to go back, but I'm scared of this. (sighs) Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to get arrested there. I don't want I I need to finish that documentary because I do care like I think the Vatican is very interesting because it's a fascinating. It's a political city in a, in a country mm-hmm. and it's really interesting but the documentary is stupid. Pain sounds annoying. Stupidest episode. 
All right, so uh, we're going back to our angry ghost witch. So thank you for coming with us, 1982. But let's go back to the present that was 2000, whatever. And yeah, 10. And we've got um, our brothers have left Patriot Burger and Sam is walking by himself, talking on the phone to Dean, basically saying he's not having a lot of luck on his research. And they get up, but he's on his way back. And he gets, you know, hangs up his phone and you hear a noise behind him and he turns and gets a fucking like blow dart in his neck. It's a trick what dart. The fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? And then he, he like giant vaults the ground. I'm oh, also yeah. just picturing like Jared Padalecki passing out. Maybe much like he passed out on that cop car. But you know, just like it's just like, you know, when they cut down like the, the beanstalk and Jack and the bean. So we cut to uh, the woods. Sam wakes. He's we're in the woods. Sam wakes up laying on the ground, and suddenly he's now wearing a Patriot Burger uniform with a name tag that says Gary. That's weird. Yes, so weird. I'm super here weird. For this. Here but why does this? Out, why does the uniform? But the uniform fits him perfectly. I just want to point that out. It does. It does. Although he does not wear the paper hat. Damn you! No. Damn yeah. you for not wearing that hat. But still, this outfit <laughs> is spec. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I would wear that so shirt good. on the Fourth of July. I yeah. want it. Anyways, uh, even if it said Patriot Burger, I would wear it. Um, so he's just like strolling awkwardly down the middle of the road, finds an inhaler in his pocket, um, and then a cop pulls up, calls him Gary Frankel, and says his family is very worried. Uh, and Sam's like, "What? My brother called you?" Which is pretty funny. And it, he's very he's confused he's just that's like what going on why is dean calling the sheriff i don't understand yeah, that's awkward and but he gets in the cop car and the sheriff takes him to a house and he gets out and he's like uh where the fuck are we and he i'm not staying here and then a man and a woman come out of the house calling him gary running up to him yep he's and real freaked out he's real freaked out and they ask him if he's drunk and just you know like answer your father gary and then he finally see sam looking at his reflection and he's the kid from patriot burger what what so this is where the notes get real. This is about the time I texted Liz that this is one of the, one of those episodes where my notes are going to be real confusing, right? So the, for the remainder of this episode, pretty much, my notes are capital S with a G in parentheses is actually Sam, but in Gary's body. And a capital G with an S in parentheses is actually Gary in Sam's body. Very confusing. That's what I've got. Not that anybody cares. We'll see my notes. I was just laughing about the fact that this is, I had to you code You take it pictures myself. of it and show it. But um, yeah. yeah, I I think I do a lot of like slashing, not like in that way, because that would be illegal. Right. But, um, well, not in like Kentucky. But so, but there's a lot of like, I have Gary slash Sam, but I also don't think that I was consistent about it. Uh-oh. So it doesn't really make sense. I had to uh, I had to commit or I would be confused. Yep, yep. I had to commit. So, all right. So we cut to, um, we see Sam flexing in a mirror, but this is actually Gary in Sam's body at the motel. Oh, oh one, one thing to point before that. So the dad just like thinks that Gary, Sam, Sam, Gary, Sam, Gary, Sam, Gary is out of his gourd and that he's so disappointed and he thinks he's drunk. And I was like, look, 
I have been drunk a lot. I may have been a lot of other things a lot, but I have never been so drunk that I thought I was another person. So use your goddamn brain, parent. This is your child's like, I certainly would not go to drunk. I would go to drugs first. I would be much more concerned that my child thought they were another person than... Were you drunk, huh? Well, Boys, we'll be. Your I, but he doesn't even say Gary. that he's another person. But that's the thing is, he never even says that I'm another person. He just says he's not Gary. Like, I who is that? And like, could he be having a drunk existential crisis? I'm just saying. That's where I kind of went. I was like, mm, I don't know. I think I would be more concerned. But I don't so, know. So now, okay, yeah. now we can go to Gary Sam. Gary, actually, Sam. Gary and Sam's body. Flexing yes. in a mirror yes. <laughs> at the motel. Dean comes in. He's like, ask where Sam's been. He's like, it's, been, it's weird that he was gone. He's been, apparently he's been gone for hours now that it's been since they were on the phone. Um, so Gary, Gary, Sam picked up food. It's the same order that Dean had gotten earlier at the Patriot Burgers. Yep. And basically oh, just like, I will, I will make the situation fine with food. And this is where I had to stop and order DoorDash. Okay. It so it, yeah. Because I was just like, fuck, this looks so good. So Gary tells Dean that they need to leave because the maids came in. And Dean's like, why did you let the maid in? Because they would never do that. And he's like, oh, it just happened. And I think this is kind of like the food. That, but during the, during, while, while Dean's trying to eat, Gary, Gary Sam apologizes for freaking Dean out. Then tells him about they've got to go because he let the maid in. And I think this is where Dean gets a little sus, but is still just not, but still acting as normal. There's nothing um, that's been a red flag enough for him to be like, you're no, not my brother. Just, but but just borderline weird. So anyways, um, so Dean goes to the bathroom and Gary Sam's like, I'll wait for you outside. So they're, but he jacks Dean's cell phone and all of the cell phones in baby's glove box and throws them all in the fucking dumpster. That was a lot of burner phones. That was a lot of burner phones. I also do enjoy the look on Gary's face as you like, I just imagine like breaking into like someone's car and being like, okay, I'm going to throw out their ex. What the fuck? Why do you have like, I would be like, are you a drug dealer? Yeah. Like that is where I would just be like drug dealer. Right. Right. So obviously, but Gary's fine with this. And then he does something that, that I think made Diana hurt a lot. Yes, to drive baby. Asks to drive baby, and Dean says yes because he thinks it's Sam. (sighs) And he revs the engine, doesn't know what fucking gear he's in, revs it, revs it like a douchebag, then guns it in reverse into a dumpster. For the record, the just just the bumper itself for a 1968 Impala would be approximately three to six hundred dollars. That doesn't include installation. So, and the time you have to be without your car while they put it in this, and, and we could be talking about paint and body if it hit the trunk, what and then they light? fuck up the paint, and I'm then you saying, have to do it again. It's a whole then... thing. Yeah, I was pissed. Fourteen. There you go. Yep. Yep. So, Anyways. um, D- Gary is no longer driving, baby. No, not at all. So, but we do now get a good look at Sam. Um, he has left a voicemail. Uh, he is in the ho- in Gary's room. He has left a voicemail on every phone that he knows of for Dean. Uh, he is rocking a Star Wars t-shirt, looking around this bedroom. 
and there's a, a poster and there's like a poster that says narwhal i just thought it was really n-a-r-w-a-l it's not actually spelled right but apparently i guess that's something that he's really into anyways like is um, he into narwhals or is it a band or is it a game it's kind of like a band i did not look it up i was just mostly amused that, right. that it existed but that's not how you spell narwhal because there's an h um anyways but he's very upset that he is in the wrong body and apparently now he has asthma and uh tries to call the hotel but he gets told that the people already checked out and he's trying to figure out who the fuck gary is that could have and how so how could this have happened it's like okay ap chemistry star wars and virgin so he's like smart kid but frustrated virgin when he starts digging in deep and finds some other things so but um, then then he finds the big the big sign. He finds an athame. And then he finds an altar cloth. And then he's like, oh, witchcraft. Oh, Gary, you little satanic bastard. You little satanic bastard. So he gets called down for breakfast with his mom, dad, and sister. So he has to abandon his search of the room. But- and we get some good, good Jared Padalecki, like, being a frustrated kid here. Just kind of- For sure. No, mom, I don't want to go. And I thought that was really cute. It was cute. Yeah. No, he does. He plays it right for sure. He really does. Um, so, but now, now dad just really wants to talk about how disappointed he is. What happened last night? We had a plan so you could get your ride. You do your SAT scores and get your ride to MIT so you could be an engineer. I don't know why I did that voice, but it seemed appropriate. That's a dad voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that man clearly went, that man has, you know, has a mistress and he works at a Fortune 100. I can see it. And, (sighs) but Sam throws things and just tells, tells Gary's dad that he does not give a rat's ass about his plan. No. And sister is loving this. Little sis is like eating this up. Which is good for her. I mean, she's probably very enjoyable. I would be too, especially like I can tell yeah. like Gary's a pain in the ass and he probably like he's in AP chemistry and he gets all these good grades and his parents don't know him. He's fucking around with Satan and she's probably like getting all this shit and she's like, oh, Gary fucking up. It's my turn. Yeah. They're not going to pick on me. Mm-hmm. I know this yeah. game. Yeah. So um, Sam as Gary's asking like, look, have I seen Moody lately? uh do i have any occult fixation am i good at latin and they're like mom mom's like well you have an ear for languages it was really funny to me there is a woman in my pilates class today who used to teach latin and that's all i wanted to be like can you perform an exorcism (laughs) can i call you with questions about where words come from well, and then he asks about neighborhood pets missing. This is the point where they get to your line of, are you smoking drugs? Oh, yeah. No, Dad, it's incense. So Sam then starts asking if they have seen a book, and then he grabs the toast off his mother's plate because uh-huh. there was no toast on Sam's plate. No. Gary Sam's plate. No, no, no. Which was also really like an awkward, comfortable thing for him to just do. And when, like, because he's not Gary, he's Sam. He's Sam. He's just sitting at some stranger's dinner thing and he just. And he just like grabs something off someone else's plate. It was just very odd. That was like, that struck me. I was like, um, I don't know if that's in character, but okay. Uh, okay, you really, you're just laying into this and you want some fucking toast. Like, God damn it, where is, where is my toast? He's committed. But Gary can't eat toast because he's allergic to wheat gluten. Is gluten intolerant. 
Not just saying that because it's cool. And a bathroom flush later goes to show how allergic he was because he only had a couple of bites of, of that and yeah. Ooh, Apparently it's not not feeling did, good. Did not agree with with the Gary Sam. It did not. Mm-mm. The Sam Gary. Sam Gary. Yeah. So um, his sisters are waiting and she's like, mm, when mom and dad find your creepy old book, you're going to get grounded for a decade. Okay. So we've got some validation. Further validation, at least. I mean, we already had the Let's a couple of key bastard. elements, but now we've got this. Um, and uh, she's just like blown away that he even brought it up at breakfast. So, but now he just knows that he's got to go look for it. Where do I keep it, Cindy? Cindy, <sighs> where is my book? So we cut from Cindy to and in Sam Gary to Dean and Gary Sam. Yes. And they're on Fisherman's Wharf. Dean still does not know this is not his brother. And, and so he wants to talk about the case. Yeah. And Gary gets real excited because Maggie wasn't hung. She's buried in the basement. What? He knows the whole backstory. He has researched this. I guess because he's into the local lore being a person that lives in this town and there's probably not a lot going on there. And he's a little and, satanic bastard. Well, that And too. so... He's into the occult and wants to know about the witches. So, and I appreciate this. Yeah. So, gotta go. Now they're gonna go to the basement. So they go at the house. Well, so and he they, plays off too. Like I was like, because Dean's like, how the what the fuck? Like, why didn't you tell me about this before? And he's like, uh, I did research last night. And I'm like, yeah. Eh. And so Dean's still still buying this, right? Right. And then they get into the car. Yeah. And Rock and Roll Never Forgets by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band is playing. And Gary Sam says, hell yeah, turn it up. (gasps) Red flag, red flag, red flag. But Dean is just like just very happy that Sam wants to be into some Seger with him. And all I can think of every time I hear Bob Seger is the episode of The Simpsons where Chief Wiggum is going out on a date with his wife. And I forget who says it to him, but they say, enjoy. Oh, I think it's Lisa. And she says, enjoy Bob Saget. And he's like, Bob Seger. He's like, oh, damn. And then his tickets say Bob Saget. Bob Saget, RIP, you fucking genius. All right. So. Sam is now in high school. Yeah, because he's Gary, so he has to go to school, and he also needs to go find the fucking book. And he's still leaving voicemails for Dean, um, but in the meantime, uh, he gets interrupted by Gary's friends trying to talk to him and ask if he's okay. And he doesn't, he's like awkwardly asked for his locker number. And they're just like, oh. And they're like, are you drunk? drunk? And he's like, yeah, fucking drunk. Which is smart. Be like, yeah, Gary. Yeah, I just fucked up at school. What's my locker number? Have you had ever had that nightmare? The anxiety nightmare where you don't know your locker number? I don't think I've had that one. Yeah, I occasionally still have that. Where like where I'm in a school and I don't know where my locker is and I don't know the locker combination. I think kids don't use lockers very much anymore. I don't know. They have lockers. It's just a place where they would hide their guns. All right. So he safe cracks the lock, and and so uh, which is great. So he just like, like listens to it like old school like. Um, but and in and the also comics, those, those shitty ass padlocks. I'm pretty sure you could that that jacket off is apparently the the hand signal yeah, I'm making. Jack, jacking you, off, jacking off just, padlocks. You just jack off that padlock, you know. Um, and in the in there is though, 
um you've got your you know, comic books you've got your um class books another narwhal poster for the record a drawing it's gotta be um, a band it's gotta be some fucking band um but and then uh we've got this p- drawing on a newspaper article where it makes the person in the news have uh, devil horns and a quote very very bad book oh no gary very bad book mm-hmm. my favorite All right, kind so dean and gary sam are in the basement of the picket or aka donna's house um and they both have guns and flashlights and gary is very excited to have a shotgun and he says booyah master chief is in the house bizarches and apparently that is the main protagonist in the halo video game series yeah apparently I'm with you, kids. WTF. Yeah. Um, And then Dean identifies willow moss growing on the floor. And Gary Sam was like, oh, yeah, it grows on a witch's grave. And Dean's kind of like, yeah, like, you didn't really need to say that. We know this. And that's willow moss is an aquatic moss. It's for aquariums. I don't know why it's on a grave. That's weird. Just saying. Yeah. I don't think it would grow well there then. Anyways. So Dean starts digging up the bones like you do. Like like Dean does. Like, what like Dean, you do. What, he's got the shoulders for it. So he's yeah. just digging in there. And it's weird that Sam isn't helping at all. So, but Gary Sam but also, is definitely not It's a small space, him. right? Like, I don't think two people could dig there, like, probably well. Right. Right. That's fair. But realistically, like Gary Sam has no interest in helping because he wants to point his gun at dean and it's very very disturbing like he is point blank in the shotgun at his back and we do think he is about to shoot dean but ghost witch ghost witch fling fling ghost witch flings gary sam backwards and dean actually like goes to help actually and gary sam's like we gotta get out of here and dean's like uh we still have to burn the body you idiot so then he gets thrown across the room and the female ghost, we actually see her and um, you see that uh, she is an Gary angry, Sam. Yeah. She's, she's an angry, angry ghost witch. witch for sure. Angry ghost witch for sure. And, and Gary Sam is pretty freaked out and you kind of lose sight of him in the scene and she charges at Dean. But right when she's about to get to him, she burns up because Gary Sam burned the bomb, burned the bones. He did it. Holy shit. Way to go, Gary yeah so okay so he's pretty proud of himself yep he's just like pretty dude that was sweet it sure was gary sam sure was Dean is not super impressed nope nope he is not but we're gonna go back to sam gurry and bad sam gurry he is skipping school yeah i hope he figured two... out a way to do that without the school calling your parents to make sure you haven't left class well his two nerdy friends are about to bust him so yeah and they corner him about skipping and they want to talk it out, but he's not feeling himself. And so it's Trevor and Nora and they just really don't want him to go. But so Trevor shoots him with the dark gun and he goes down. No. Poor, poor Sam. Poor also, Goliath. God, he's got to have like the worst headache ever. Aren't that supposed to give you like a gnarly headache when you wake up from that shit? Probably. I mean, how do you death drop into that? Right. I don't know. So, mm. 
then we're going to go to damn it trevor so uh, there was a damn it trevor moment but so then we're going to go from there and now we're at the bar and we had two beers and two shots but i do kind of miss that order like that was like my bar order with my boyfriend for a while like it's a good bar order right like a beer and a shot a shot of whiskey yeah, Dave and I have been into that. Dave and I have been into that lately. We start off the night with a beer and a shot. We really like that. Like we're out, kick it off with a beer and a shot, and then you just drink beer after that, and you're good. But my problem is, is then like four beers later, I'm like, let's do another shot, and then 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 the little man with the little hammer comes out and bonks me on the head, and it's time to go home. Diana, no, you shouldn't drink. You are old. Shut up. So never old. be young forever. You can't Ugh. drink that much anymore. You will have a hangover for three days. <laughs> three days shall your hangover be. Anyway, so, but Dean does not have that problem, and neither does Gary Sam, because he, well, he doesn't know. So, Dean well, orders yeah, from, yeah, from Sweetheart. Ugh, ugh, don't call your waitress a sweetheart, man. Ugh, so gross. And then he orders a cheeseburger with extra bacon and a fried and egg a fried on top egg. of it. And Gary wants that too. And so do I. Or so so did I at that point. Um, I'm full at this point. But not the egg. Because the, so I'm I over the, the fried. I mean, it was good for a minute. But I'm kind of an over. over I was never into it. I just fine. don't. I was not necessary. It's 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 extra gross. And it's just. It's not. It's not tasty. Fried eggs are not for Mama Burger. Or on other sandwiches. Eat, eat fried eggs oh, by I themselves. Like a, I like it on a BLTA. I'm not going to lie. I can see that. Well, also, I mean, my favorite thing, though, is I have the egg over medium where the yolk cracks open, and then yeah. you take the bread and you dip the bread you in the yolk. It. But yeah. that's not the, it's not the same if it's already on there. You lose that. Anyway, uh. so, but Dina, this is like, he asks, who are you? And what have you done with Sam? They're like, does he know? No, but he, he doesn't. doesn't. He just, we think he does for a minute, and you're like, <gasps> but Gary Sam's able to play it off, and they do another shot. And and he does. That is the look on my face when I drink whiskey these days. I make that face look. And but Gary Sam is just super happy, very complimentary about the day, and he just like Dean's just kind of watching him. And Dean's like, uh, "This is kind of random. That it's kind of weird that a random D list ghost hunt has made that much of an awesome day for you." And Sam, Gary Sam's like, "What? I can't be in a good mood." Um, and Dean's like, "Oh, it's not your style." Gary Sam's like, well, it's new me. Why shouldn't I be happy? I got a gun, getting drunk, and I look like this. <laughs> oh, God. Which, you know, for Gary Sam, I mean, I imagine Jared Padalecki's body, an upgrade. And you didn't have to do all that work for it. Like, someone yeah. else, like, did all that shit. And you're just like, yeah, thank you. I just get to own this, yeah. But then he gets a little existential, on not existential, that's not the right word, thoughtful. Philosophical. There we go. Says, have you ever felt like your life, like your whole future is being decided for you? Well, poor old little Gary's talking about his daddy trying to get him to get his SAT scores up to go to MIT. Obviously, Dean thinks Sam is talking about the fucking, you know, apocalypse. Yeah, it it there is a parallel here that works out. And so I can see Dean being like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, this is, you know. This is where we're at. It's nice sometimes just to kick a little ass. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just want to kick a little ass. But not mm-hmm. after you've been drinking in a bar. Don't do that. That's how you go to jail. So, Dean finally is just like, yeah, man, I'll just drink to it. We'll drink to yeah. that. I get Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's you know, it was a good day. And then um, 
you know, and, and, and Dean's kind of realizing though that Sam doesn't drink with him very often. And then they, um, and, and Gary Sam is very complimentary. He calls Sam, or he calls Dean a good guy repeatedly, which is interesting. And I think it's also a point that in this point in the storyline, like the fact that they're not drinking when they're out together, like why is, why aren't they in bars together drinking? Like why is Dean, like if I, if, if you and I were out together, we would be drinking all the time. It's just what we would do. What? <laughs> of course not. No, we would be having very sober, you know, tea. Um, right. Anyway. So, but the cheeseburger comes out. And Gary is so happy to be eating bread, and I get you, man. Yeah. Like if I like any time I've had to give up bread, whoo, I can't, I can't wrap my brain around that. So, so we cut though to Gary. Sam is going to go um, walks across the bar, and he is at the bar now. And we pick up and we get our intro scene where he has ordering his banana daiquiri. He's kind of drunk, and meets with Crystal. And yeah. leaves with Crystal, and Dean is very confused. Yep, as as Gary is leaving, you know, Potter's like, "There, we're gonna do it." Yeah. And Dean's like, "You can do better." <laughs> that's like, that's the look. At it. It's like, what? Like, this, this is, is where weird. he really starts going. Like, wait, something is wrong here. Yeah. Well, real Sam, Sam and Gary's body is tied up in trevor's parents basement while trevor's parents are out of town and him and nora are there and they call gary aka sam who is in crystal's bed so one now we know trevor knows about the body swap like so yes. this is not new so they knew that this mm-hmm. was gary who did it and crystal's bedroom is fucking amazing <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. She's got some fucking badass leopard print like bedding. It's gorgeous, and like a black velvet painting behind her. All mm-hmm. sorts of like bamboo teak type like things yeah. in there. And Trevor is just like, where is where is Dean? And we're like, what? How what? Do- Why does Trevor know who the fuck Dean is? Oh, ends up, uh, Gary was supposed to fucking kill him. <gasps> Big, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's not good. And uh, Trevor tells Gary that he's got Sam. Um, but, you know, he's already been able to, like, be in the house with his parents and stuff like that. And Gary's like, I'm not really worried because Sam can tell people whatevs, but nobody's going to believe him in my body. So, but Trevor's he's not like, wrong. He's I mean... not wrong. <clears throat> no, but Trevor's like, yeah, you just need to hurry up and kill Dean. But then... then- then there's an interruption and Gary in Sam's body has to get off the phone quite abruptly because Crystal has re-entered the scene. And Crystal bought out Hot Topic or Fredericks of Hollywood's vinyl <laughs> bustier oh. slash miniskirt selection and is has changed into a cheap ass dominatrix outfit crystal you can do better too and she's got she's got a little flat a little crop in her hand and gary thinks he's in over his head and oh boy gary you are yes sir and 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 then this also just kind of goes to my like the thing you is can you like are you raping sam's body like 
Ooh. Is Gary raping him at this point? Because Gary's facilitating this. I mean, is he an accomplice to rape or is he a rapist? Is Crystal unknowingly raping somebody? But Crystal can't really be raping somebody because she's having sex with a willing person, but in the body of the person that doesn't know. And it makes my brain hurt and it upset me. This is stupid. And this is the point where one of the many points this episode is stupid. <laughs> There's a lot of like questionable things that are done to people's bodies in this series. <sighs> yes. Body swaps though are always questionable and always but so and p- swaps and possessions make things real weird. They do, they do. So we cut back to Sam Garee and we find out that these idiots have been talking to demons. Yeah. And they know that Dean is, quote, hell's most wanted. So they think they're going to get a fucking reward for killing him. That's their whole plan. And they, like, Nora kind of, like, starts turning. Like, she's like, look, we were just kind of goofing around with a book. And um, Trevor's like, "Uh, no, we were like, don't trivialize it. We were talking to our dark overlord. And, like, it's just very bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, because I wouldn't exactly call praying to our dark overlord goofing around. <laughs> but apparently Gary, while they were while they were doing some ritual, Gary went into a trance and drew like this perfect picture of Dean. And now so he knew the bounty was on him. And now every witch and Satanist in the country is looking for Dean right now. But Gary spotted him as a patriot burger. Also, that's a lot. Like, oh shit, there's something they don't really talk about, like what? Like every witch and Satanist in the country? Like I'm assuming that's a lot of people trying to worship the Dark Overlord. Like a lot of people number. looking for for them, right? So, but the Freaky Friday was Gary's idea and Nora thinks that's real smart. So smart. Because she's totally got the hots for Gary. She does. They're going to Trojan horse the brothers to make this happen. So, uh... So Sam's Sam- trying to explain to them what's actually she's like he's like y'all realize that this isn't a game you're talking about demons and actually killing another human being and you can't really come back from this you know like this is not like haha playtime and Nora's pretty freaked the fuck out by this she's like uh oh shit maybe, maybe you're right maybe this was a bad 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 plan I guess it was a bad 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 plan um but Trevor don't care he is a greedy little entitled shit. And he just wants to call the demon and get his dollar dollar bills, yo. Like that is dollar, what dollar he bills, wants. Y'all. <laughs> and cash rules everything around me. <sighs> so now we cut back to the motel where Gary is returning from his evening with Madame Crystal. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened. We do not. But he thinks Dean's asleep and he's going to shoot him in his sleep because he's a bitch. But Dean's not asleep. Dean's standing and waiting behind him and punches his face. And says, you're not Sam. No. Punches him. So that's good. That's a relief. But Sam Gary is begging Trevor to stop. There, But Trevor's doing this fucking ritual. He's going to, he thinks it's a great idea to summon a fucking demon. Because, well, we'll just make that. We'll just summon a demon. It'll be fine. That's and he's fine. like, we Nora, do it all don't the you time. want to get into Vassar? Holding Vassar over Nora's head. But um, but then after, 
Then that part with the incantation uh, that incantation he's doing. That's the word, right? Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, Nora, he realizes we realize Nora is on the ground, <gasps> and Sam Sam's like, "You better not touch her," but Trevor does because he's a fucking idiot, and she is definitely possessed. So possessed, beyond possessed, and Trevor tells Nora Demon that the. Uh, where Sam is, is that there is a powerful warlock named Gary in Sam's yeah. body. Yeah. And she's very excited that not only do they have Gene Winchester, but they also have Sam Winchester's meat suit. Yes. This is bad. This is very bad. Because she can tell that that's not, that, that Sam is inside of Gary. So it's like a weird, yeah. So now we realize like, oh, not only is this bad that they just want to kill Dean. Now the demons and the devil could potentially come after the meat suit of, of, of Sam. And yes. this would be the whole. So while Gary is inside of Sam, he can say yes, because he's, yeah. which I, mm, stupid. Stupid, stupid. It's not your body to give. Just because you're riding in it at that moment doesn't make it yours to give. Hmm. Or is it ownerships? Ownerships nine tenths of the law or possessions nine tenths of the law? Is I that it? Know. I don't know. Stupid. Very confusing. Very confusing. Yeah. I don't ever want to get possessed. This is very upsetting. This is all very. I don't upsetting. want to be a vessel. No, just saying. Diana all right. says no. I said no. Um. Yeah. So I will have she is super, fine. she's super impressed, but, but Trevor wants his fucking reward and she's like, yeah, sure. You can have some fucking gratitude and Trevor is not happy with this. So Sam's like, uh, Trevor, you need to shut the fuck up. So talking what? Trevor, so talking Trevor, but Trevor, oh, no. he He's wants his words and you know what he wants? He wants Mitty Schwartz to fall in love with him. What? That's what you want? Okay. Mm-mm. He wants money. He wants a million dollars. And she's like, oh, well, you know, why why not 10 million then? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll take that. That sounds better. And mini shorts. Uh, and she's like, oh, money and love, sticking to basics. And uh, here's my counter. And she rips him open, literally. <sighs> and then she licks him. And she says he tastes like moron. But apparently morons taste good based on her look. So cool. All right. So Dean finally checks his fucking voicemail. Which I I don't blame him. Like I don't check my fucking voicemail. Yeah, but you haven't gotten a phone. But you haven't like your you haven't checked your phone. Checked for your. We haven't realized you have zero phones in now like a day. How would he have gone to this even back then? You would have known within like a minute or two that your phone wasn't there. That's what I'm saying. Like, you didn't even notice like, that all your phone. I mean, it wasn't even like a full day. I guess this has only been like a few hours, but still, he was at the bar without a phone. That's insane. You can't be in a bar without, even in 2010, that, no, that phone was there with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's got 38 voicemails from Sam. He's going through them and Gary is tied up. And uh, Dean says, you start talking or I start waterboarding. Uh, And Gary just begs Dean, please don't hurt me, sir. Please don't hurt me. Mm -hmm. I'm a bad boy. Bad boy. Crystal told me. She told me I was a bad boy over and over again as she smacked your brother's bottom. (laughs) Ha! 
none of that happened. But Gary is a bit you don't know. Like, we don't know. It's like tells, <laughs> tells where Sam is and that and that Trevor's parents are out of town, and this is when Dean pieces together that these are fucking children. Yep, yeah, but oh no, Nora Demon's here. Demon fling, demon fling. Dean gets thrown across the room. That's not good. And uh, she's approaching Gary. Back at the basement, Sam cannot break free of the ropes. We've got dead Trevor on the floor. Nora's gone. He's still tied up. So, And he can't break hotel, free because he's in Gary's body. So Gary's which, body. Yeah. But also, Sam, would your normal body just be like, oh, I the ropes. Where am I? I'm Sam the good lion Sasquatch. There's a lot of rope. Thick rope. Uh, so Demon Thick, Nora yeah, offers Gary T-H-I-C-C rope. <laughs> I just meant like it wasn't like fucking like twine. Um, Everyone likes right. that thick ass rope. <laughs> oh my gosh. Demon Nora has now offered Gary anything he wants. Uh, because she wants that. She wants that good, good Sam body. Right. And he, Sam's he wants the good, good. He asks to be a powerful witch. Uh, no daddy, no MIT, no plan. Which and is a, like, yeah, I, I'm sure like for her, like, oh, like, but it's way better than Mindy Schwartz. Oh, yeah, you want to be a powerful, he wants to be a powerful, mm-hmm. did he say witch or warlock? I don't know. He said witch. Okay, good for him. Um, But he, but she's like, that's great. We can do that. But you have to meet my boss first. And he's like, man. Do that. I don't really want to meet the devil. I'm cool. Yeah, like, nah, cool. nah, that's cool, cool man. Cool, like, cool, I don't cool. need to cool, yeah. cool, cool. Like, I don't need to. We don't need to meet Satan. Like that. That yeah. seems like a Saturday. Oh shit, I'm busy. Unnecessary. I'm he doesn't got, really want to meet me. I'm just, I, I have, I have a thing I gotta do. Yeah, I can't like really fine. meet you. It's cool. I, I don't want to. He's so busy. Don't bother him with little old me. Uh. And in, the, in that distraction, um, she's like, well, she's like, yeah, all you have to do is ask one question. And you just have to say yes. So as we've said, obviously, she's trying to help hand over um, the meat suit to Lucifer. And we never learn who this demon is, but this demon, like, seems to know a lot. Yeah, seems pretty high ranking. Yeah. Um, and Dean attacks her and she... <laughs> fights back pretty hard uh, she just so starts nice kicking the she's shit, just kicking the shit she's just like boom 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 and just like kicking him in the in the chest over and over and he's not even getting up she's just like bam that was pretty rough she's just kicking the shit out of him um but all of a sudden gary starts talking in latin what the fuck is gary doing <gasps> she is pissed he's trying to exercise her holy fuck he was always good with languages he knows his latin and um, she is pissed, so she grabs him by the throat. But then Dean starts doing the exorcism. And so now we've got this back and forth between them, except that Dean adds his own little adios bitch in there, which is yeah. not part of it. But It's a little duet. Aww, it's a little exorcism going duet. Going back between Gary, Sam, and Dean. And then, but the adios bitch was really cute because he says, adios bitch. And Gary goes, No. It's a D-nose. And then cock smoke. Cock smoke out. Cock smoke out. <sighs> all right. So now we've got Gary, Sam, and Dean all together doing the ritual to put them back with Nora watching in the background. 
Carey has two words to share. My bad. My bad. Dean doesn't quite think it'll cut it. And Gary is also not that excited to be back in his body. He really enjoyed being a giant. And Mm -hmm. I can imagine, like, I think of all the things you could see from up there. I I can just put on my tall heels and tell you. Um, I was finishing my visits with my sexy chiropractor and he had on his wall like one of the like the measurement things like where you measure people's heights mm-hmm. and so like i jumped up against it and i was like how tall am i and he's like you're five one and i was like yes i made it to five one he goes oh shit that's your hair and he is like five foot oh. but with my hair i am over five feet there you go Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah. Dean points and out that if Gary like, was oh, 18, they would murder him. So I guess that's their yeah. line. Which is a fair line. We won't murder a human if they can't vote. Yeah. Voting, go vote in your germs. Uh, so it won't matter. So, but go vote in them anyways. So they take the kids home and it's raining now. It's raining, and Sam stops and tries to have a heart to heart with Gary before he goes back. Gary goes back into his house. It's like your life's not that bad. Find a way to rebel in a healthy, non-satanic way. Good advice. Um, Nora, and by the way, Nora doesn't like Satan. Nora likes you. <gasps> uh, duh. And I wish that you, I had your life, and you know, these things are things aren't as bad as you think. Aw, that was nice, Sam. Ignore that Gary, was so go sweet. inside. And Gary, you know, hopefully lives a productive life with Nora. And, you know, kids, you should rebel. You're totally you fine. Rebel in a satanic way. Probably Your not. dark overlord <laughs> welcomes you. You should like call that. I'm him. like, don't do it in a satanic way while well, I'm wearing devil horns. You are wearing <laughs> devil horns. I am making devil horns. Go worship your dark overlord, children. It'll bring you much riches and joy. Maybe you can switch bodies with Jared Padalecki. I don't know. Maybe there's a spell for that. Get your heart ripped out. I don't know. Your heart may get ripped out, but no, Trevor. Trevor was not Jared Padalecki. Gary's fine. No, I know. Gary got to fuck Chris. Oh my god! I wonder oh. if Sam got something from her. Anyway, oh, so. Oh. But what if? So what if? What if Gary Sam got Crystal pregnant? That's the, see what I'm saying? Like this is fucked up. This is fucked up. Is it? Is it Sam's kid? Obviously, because it's his body. What the fuck? Anyways. If if Gary Sam got an STI from Crystal, then Sam Sam would have that STI later. Yeah, because it's his body. But Gary Sam would not have it. Yeah. Gary would not have it. So the, the soul, body would have it. The soul does not transmit diseases. No, does okay. a, the soul doesn't have the soul does not carry an STI, I don't think. We got a Why whole other conversation. We talk about then. STIs of the show so much. Well, there's a lot of right, weird fucking and like not necessarily like there's not a lot of so much there's weird some conversations fucking. about consent. <laughs> There's some conversations about consent. That I well, think it's not right. even consent. Like that's just this is just biology. Or, like and, and soul, soul biology. Like and the, soul the, soulology. So this like sounds like a, a class I have to take in a bicycle with a peloton woman yelling at me. 
so Sam, the real Sam and Dean get Sam. to have their 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 emo boy moment. Well, it's pretty funny because Dean's like, "Oh, that was really nice of you to say to Gary," and Sam's like, "I lied. That kid's life sucked ass." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. So I was like, oh, that was sweet. Hopefully Gary will get a shit together. And then they said that. And I was like, cracking up. Yes. And the reason that it sucked ass was all that apple pie, family crap. It's stressful. Trust me, we didn't miss a damn thing. Oh. And Dean says, or we don't know what we're missing. So now we have, yeah, so we got this dichotomy now where Sam's like, fuck that shit. I don't want a suburban home. And then Dean's just like, but I kind of, it's kind of nice. We never had it. Maybe I kind of want that. And then he gets hopeful because he turns up, he revs up baby. And rock and roll never forgets it's on again. Because that cassette is still in baby and we're playing. Sam tells him to turn it down. Womp womp. And then says, welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. Which is a reference. If you're millennial below, you will understand. Look it up. Let me Google that for you. Fine. And, but, you know, he turns it down. He still drives off with rock and roll, never forgets playing. God, that song is terrible. But. Ah. And that's how this episode ends. So what did you think, Diana? It was a fun one. I think it was a it was a fun episode, as silly as it was, and there's some annoying things in it. And I don't know that it did a significant amount to drive the overall plot line of the season. Um, I mean, we talk about obviously them having a hit a hit out on them, but that's not even like a key key part. I don't think. Um, you're, you're getting some good character development and talking about what Sam and Dean like, what they like and want in life. But other than that, I think it was just fun. Yeah, it's a filler. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have filler stuck in my head. I don't want to hear it. No, you bullshit. So, yeah, I think this episode's stupid. And because it's filler and it doesn't do anything. Yeah, it was fine. I like the Patriot outfit. I like burgers with bacon. I like Crystal. Not Crystal meth. But I like Crystal. And, but... Like I said, it's, it's not, just it's, not. A, it's not a lot. There's not a lot of meat to it. It's like you said. Yeah, like even if there's a double Get meat it? burger with bacon. Not a lot swap of meat. meat. Swap uh, meat. Swap meat. There's not a lot of meat to it. Uh, where's the meat and swap meat? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, All right. oh, oh, man! Yeah. Now I want a burger again. But, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I so and I can't wait to get the casting couches. I do want to talk about. I can't wait to to talk about that, but. Yeah, let's go to Casting Couch and then we'll wrap up. And casting Couch It's the Casting Couch Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 So, um, our friend Gary Frankel was played by Colton James. Um, a couple of key roles that we've seen where he was Benjamin in the Lost World movie. That's a Jurassic, Jurassic Park film from 1997. Uh, he was also uh, Edward in the movie The Cell in 2000. But it doesn't seem like he's done much since about 2010. He was kind of a kid actor, a young actor. Uh, Nora, aka Our Demon, was played by Sarah Drew. 
She uh, is a major ongoing character in Grey's Anatomy named Dr. April. It's uh, April! It's Kempner! Oh my God. So if, yeah, clearly Diana... Not never watch Grace, but I've yeah. seen it. I'm aware of it. I just and I also have a friend who really hates this character, and I don't hate her, but like because she hated her, like beca- like she became that much more important. And right. uh, but she was such a long term character on here that I am seeing April Kempner turn into a demon, which is right. awesome because. I mean, her personality carries over and she is fantastic. Like she's a teenager here, I think probably acting, but she just, I think she knocked, like she knocks it out of the park and she's adorable and I love her. And well, I have a couple other notes on Sarah Drew. Uh, She's also Allison in mom's night out the movie. And (gasps) do you know that she did a significant amount of voice work? specifically as a character named Stacy on Daria and a bunch of other voices on Daria as well. So I, well, like I don't know why I'm doing this hand exciting. You got thing. something like you're doing jazz like, well, jazz hands or isn't that, isn't that applause in sign language? Sure. There we go. All right. And then um, just a couple other quick ones that those that honestly, Nora's character is probably our next biggest actor, actress in this film, in this episode. So Trevor so, didn't make it. Uh, uh, Mrs. Frankel was played by Eileen um, Ped, and she was in just like a shit ton of like. So Gary's like, mom, okay. Gary's mom, bunch of Christmas movies like Hallmark movies. She also had a small part as Gerda in the movie Juno. Uh, Mr. Frankel um, was played by Greg Keane. Just a ton of TV episodes and movie bit parts, not like anything else, but really re- reoccurring and established. Trevor was Alex Arnold, was the actor. He's Todd in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay. He's in a funny movie. Um, Crystal was played by that's Deborah it? Donahue. That's all, that's all Todd that's did. That's the only thing I've known. Trevor yeah. did, or whatever his real name is. Sorry. That's the only thing I've known. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Trevor's own. Um, Alex Arnold has not done a lot of high profile things. That's one that just stood out specifically. Okay. Uh, Crystal is Deborah Donahue. She's done a lot of TV movies. Uh, interestingly, and then she was in, had a small role in the movie, Along Came a Spider. Um, and then, uh, last is Sydney Frankel, who was, uh, the sister as Daniela, uh, Is it Sydney or Cindy? Sydney. Oh. Frank, I had Sydney written, um, as Daniela Bobadilla, and she, Like Armadillo? um, Bobadilla is what I, I, Armadillo. Is what you said. Armadillo. She was, um, had a major ongoing role in the TV show, The Middle. She played Lexi. And then she's Sam on the Anger Management, the television series for that. So she's a major, on, on, like, regular regular roles on those shows. So she's continued in her acting period. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, like I said, it was a fun episode. It has, it's, you know, there's some, it's problematic, as the word, as they would say these days. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just filler. It was fun. It was kind of a fun one for, I guess the season two, it's kind of like the body switch, whatever. Ha ha. Like, yeah. But also like if this episode, if I never saw it, I wouldn't give a shit. It doesn't hurt anything if you didn't see it. Yeah. So as I was like, eh, it's fine. I like the idea. And it's also been brought up that the way they chose to do it 
where they could have had like where they had Jared Padalecki, like the Gary Sam, Sam Gary thing. Like uh-huh. why they could have done it without having while you looked at them, like they could have it could have just been the act like the Gary actor and then Jared Padalecki like being playing like they could have reversed it. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? So like the only time you would see that they were switched to the Freaky Friday would be in the mirror. Like if like an actual Freaky Friday. Right. Okay. Like so if you're watching if you watch any of the Freaky Fridays, like when normal people interacting, you don't see that character is who they are until they look at that reflection. But this so this reversed it. So that's confusing. I got you. It's confusing, but also like it would have been a different acting experience if it was It'd been a lot more challenging for both actors. Yeah. So it would be like Jared Padalecki pretending to be Gary, pretend you know what I mean? Yes. No, I see what you're saying. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know which way is less confusing or which way that is more, be more interesting. would more interesting to watch, I think, that way. But that's, it doesn't matter now. Or if Lindsay Lohan had played all the characters, would have been damn. Obviously, that would have been way better. So much better. <sighs> and, yeah, so that's not a bummer. So we're back. Not a bummer. To we'll take it. Not a bummer. Zero episodes since we've been to Bumlandia. Bummersville. Bummerstown. <gasps> Bummerscape. <gasps> Bummershurg. Alright. With that. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get it production. <laughs> Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studio Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Devil's Trap Podcast.